Walt Disney was a dreamer and a doer, a man who cared about the world and its problems. He believed that people could develop solutions to problems if equipped with information, technology, and opportunity. But the most exciting, and by far the most important part of our Florida project, in fact, the heart of everything we'll be doing in Disney World will be our experimental prototype city of tomorrow. It will never cease to be a living blueprint of the future, where people actually live a life they can't find anywhere else in the world. And welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I'm your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 173 for the week of June 6th, 2010. Recently, I was joined by numerous listeners, both in person and online, in the box, as we broadcast live from Walt Disney World for more than 24 continuous hours over the May 22nd weekend. During that time, we toured the resort, visited Star Wars weekends, held a private dessert party, and so much more. Join us as we recap the fun and events and announce the winners of our live contest in this week's roundtable. Whether you were there for some or all the event or think you may want to join us for a future broadcast, it's a fun look back on a memorable weekend. I'll play more of your voicemails and have a few announcements at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. So a few years ago, I started to play around with the idea of not just doing the recorded podcast or even recorded video, but doing live broadcasts. And when I found the service and the technology to do it, I decided to test it from my basement one night thinking five or six people would show up for 10 minutes or so and I'd be done. Fast forward a little bit, four hours later, there were uh, over 100 people watching me sitting in my basement talking to myself. When I moved to Florida a couple years later, same story, different location. I just moved from the basement to the lanai. As time went on, I was able to start broadcasting from the Walt Disney World theme parks. The first one was in January over a very cold marathon weekend, and occasionally I would do it here and there, sometimes often back at my house. And and on one of these nights when I said, I'll start at 8 o'clock and finish at 10, it was about 2.30 or so when I said, you know... Guys, it's late. I got to go. It's two o'clock in the morning. My neighbors think I'm insane at this point, but I really could go all night. You know, in fact, I bet you I could do a 24 hour show and about eight o'clock the next morning, the email started to pour in. When are you going to do the 24 hour show? So being a man of my word, I decided that I would do it and I wanted to schedule it 
around a time when, yes, I could do it definitely from the parks because certainly if I did it from home, it would, you know, it would get very boring very fast. But I also wanted to center it around a time when there would be other people there because I could certainly not have done the 24-hour show without them. And I certainly can't do a recap show about the 24-hour show without them. And uh, so I have some of the people who were able to join me both in Walt Disney World and in the box to share the experience and and what an experience it was. So in no particular order, uh, some of the people who were with us tonight include Scott Otis, better known as Mr. Mr. Ashley Eckstein. Scott, welcome. Hello, everyone. We also have Valerie and her lovely husband, the, the man machine that is Steve Drew. Hi, guys. His arch nemesis, Tony Caggiano, is also here. Hey, everybody. It's good to be back. Jonathan Grant, intrepid traveler that lasted all 24 hours, is also with us. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me on, man. John Liuzzi, also looking really tired the next morning, but he, too, lasted the night. John, welcome. Hi, Lou and friends. Great to be here. Becky, I still can't think of a tagline. Mankin obviously is here. She was there for the entire 24 hours. She provided us the home base. And, of course, always just such a pleasure having you on. Why, thank you. With this cast of characters, this can only be a whole bunch of trouble. This is going to get scary fast. And yeah, an important part of not only this show, but the 24-hour show and every live broadcast is not just the people who were there, but the people who to use their term, were in the box. And representing the box people tonight is Kurt Nank from somewhere way out west. So, Kurt, welcome out of the box and onto the show. Thanks, Lou. It's glad to be here. So the other thing I wanted to do, too, was not just do it from Walt Disney World. I wanted to do it during a specific time because there's so much going on. And conveniently enough, the time that I wanted to do it also happened to be Star Wars weekends and Star I, Wars. That's not me. Something. That's John. Star Wars. <laughs> wow. And listen, it was you during the live podcast? I, I am gonna plausible deniability. You, I was never on camera when I did it. If I did it, so any any me, I, the delirium happens to set in relatively early, so I may have actually belted out a couple of bars from Star Wars. But yeah, I thought Star Wars weekends would be a cool time to do it. Because there were so many people there, because it added another element to the park. And two, I wanted to bring another type of experience to the people in the box. Because that's what this is all about. It's connecting people to the experiences in Walt Disney World. Now, quick quick aside. When I first decided that I wanted to do the 24-hour show, instantaneously, the thing that came to my mind that I wanted to do and was going to be an important part for me, was a charity aspect of it. Uh, use this as a big fundraising event for the Dream Team project. What we found out later on was that because we were doing it in the parks for a variety of reasons, we were not going to be able to do any fundraising at that time. And it, in a way, looking back, hindsight being 2020, uh, it, it actually was probably a good thing because things were so busy. We were so all over the place. I think the charity stuff would have gotten lost. But I can tell you that I already have another idea that Becky is so frustrated because she doesn't know about yet in the works <laughs> dedicated oh, to fundraising. Drive me crazy. For the Dream Team Project, for the Make-A-Wish 
foundation that I will get people who are there and the box people uh, definitely involved. And we'll talk about, as we get later on in the show, uh, some of the charity things that sort of happened on their own as a result of this. <laughs> uh, so the idea was to start off 10 o'clock Saturday morning from the Beach Club. And, and this, this 24-hour show was, in fact, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel because Becky was kind enough to provide a sort of home base there, a place that we thought, Becky, we were going to be able to come back to in the wee hours and use the, the, the two-bedroom awesome suite at the villa. Um, what we didn't anticipate was how many people were still there at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Right. I have got to tell you that I was really amazed. I, th- I think you and I projected we might have, I don't know, four or five in tow that would actually make it that that many hours. But what did we have, like 12 or 13 people in there that were still hanging with us at 5 a.m.? Yeah, I, I think at, I think the uh, when we finally made it out of the solarium, I think there were 16 of us um, wandering the boardwalk. And we'll sort of get to that um you know, as we get closer. But the, the one thing that was interesting, too, was as I announced it and people got really excited about it, people were saying, oh, well, here's my schedule that I think that you should follow and you should talk about this and go here. And one thing I realized from doing the live shows is that you can't really schedule too much because the box people and the environment really drive the content. And that very much was the case from when we kicked off. And where we started was outside of the beach club at Hurricane Hannah's. And I think... Uh, Tony, you were there. Becky, you were there. Uh, Jonathan Grant, Scott Otis, is that is that? And I think my wife yep, and kids I'm, were there too, but they they sort of yeah. dropped off pretty quickly. Lightweight. And, and we were there. Val and Steve were there. I see. I'm, I'm getting. There's so many people in this virtual box that I'm trying to remember who was there. The weekend was really a blur Ashley for me. Ashley Fisher and her it's father fluid. were there. Oh, that's right. Ashley and her yeah. dad came too. That's right. We uh, flew in. Came directly to Hurricane Hannah's. I was going to say, you guys literally stepped off a plane, dropped off your bags, and, and ran right over to start the 24-hour marathon. Yes, we did. And I know that you'll later on, you'll use that as, as an excuse for not lasting the entire 24 hours, but that's okay. <laughs> we were Steve, there at the beginning, and we were there at the end. And Steve has good reason, and we will definitely, uh, and we will get to it. But it's so funny because it, to to broadcast like this, I was using... Uh, not a, a an iPhone or not my MacBook because it was just way too heavy. So I had a little netbook with this. And as we started making our way from Hurricane Hannah's over to Disney's Hollywood Studios to start broadcasting from Star Wars Weekend, it didn't take long for the funny looks to start happening because there's this guy followed by all these other people in blue shirts making their way, talking to this computer in my hands. Did you guys notice that, you know, right off the bat as we started wandering the promenade? Oh, yeah. People thought you were a celebrity or something with your entourage. It was great. Yeah, how could you not notice? Everybody was looking. You And you were, people were actually able to see me over the laptop, or were they just assuming that... <laughs> Let me just get People those. couldn't see you over uh, me and Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get the self-deprecating jokes out of the way. <laughs> the first time I really noticed it was we boarded a boat over to the studios because I thought it'd be fun and I certainly didn't, didn't want to waste any energy walking uh, down the Judson Green walkway to the studios. That's where people were like nudging each other like, dude, what is this guy doing? And why are these people hanging out with him talking to his computer? Yeah, well, it was interesting because in the morning I was, you know, cognizant of it. You're looking around, but a couple hours into it, you didn't even notice 
you didn't care what was going on, especially like the next morning stumbling through Epcot and, you know, you just got used to it. And, uh, I thought it was cool. I went and I met you first thing in the morning. It was just you and I, and then Becky woke up and people started showing up and it just build, you know, it was building all day to a, the, uh, the mob that was there in the afternoon. It was a lot of fun. It literally was like a snowball as we continued yeah. to walk. People were sort of, you know, coming on and joining on with us, uh, especially yeah, when cool. we got over to the studios. Because the, and the reason why I went over early was because I wanted to give, especially the box people, something to watch. And we broadcast the entire Stars and Motor Cars parade. Uh, it was a mob scene. It was a, a hot, sweaty mob scene. But, um, <laughs> and now, Kurt, were you on the opposite side? Were you able to see that that early? Yes, we were. We actually, there was about five or six of us that logged on probably about an hour early. And Scott popped in and said yeah. hi and then once Even we started I in and, and said hello to everyone yeah and once once it started rolling and you got over there it was that was exciting i didn't want to leave the computer because there was just so much going on with that that uh that it's a preview i'm coming down in a couple of weeks myself and to be able to see that uh i it would just made it more exciting for what was what was ahead to come and so, so Scott, what for you was the draw? Because you said to me right off the bat, you're like, dude, I'm with you. I'm with you the entire 24 hours. You and Jonathan Grant were like, and I said, well, we'll see. We'll see how, you know, and, and that Jonathan got close to falling asleep at the end, but trooper that you are. <laughs> what was sort of the appeal to you? Was it, I want to see Lou die on camera or was it, I wanted to see if he can actually do this? Well, no, actually, uh I like challenges, and, and being able to do 24 hours at Disney World in a row, that was a challenge for me. And you know, I've had the fortune to be on a lot of your live um, broadcasts that you've done, like at the D23 Expo and at your all-star vacation home. So I, I really wanted to be a part of this, and I knew it would be a lot of fun going through Disney World for 24 hours. It was, it was great. Yeah, I wanted to be there um, overnight. Because I figured you would need a little bit of help staying awake. And uh, for me, it was more a sense of um, giving back because of uh, everything that you, uh, that you do for the community. Uh, I wanted to be there to support you and uh, have some fun at the same time. And, and uh, uh, you're right, I almost did fall asleep, but I had a blast staying up that whole night. John Liuzzi, when did you, I don't remember, so forgive me, when did you join the snowball, as it were? Uh, I got there about, uh, it, was, it was early afternoon, right before the meet of the month started. Uh, I had some running around to do in the morning. I had to go to Goofy's Candy Company downtown Disney and ship some uh, Mickey Rice Krispie treats back to Chicago for some friends. Uh, so that was my morning. Uh, yeah, that was my morning errands run. So I got there right before the meet of the month uh, started, Lou, and it was crazy at the studios. It was hot. Uh, there was people everywhere. Characters were out in full force. Star Wars Weekend was was going on and it was uh there was electricity in the air it was a lot of fun yeah and that's why this was even more exciting because after the parade ended we started to slowly make our way through the studios to kind of show people what was going on and meet some of the characters along the way um I, you know i remember seeing chewbacca who was waving to the box and we saw darth vader and some stormtroopers and it was awesome because you're right there was that that very much an excitement uh, in the air and then we made our way over to the studio catering company for the meat of the month and uh, and yeah you guys I mean are, are so very helpful because look people don't want to hear me talk for 10, 24 hours straight certainly so I know once we got to the meat of the month 
like Becky, you were there. And it was great because there was a lot of flow of people back and forth in front of the camera and you were able to talk to some people and answer questions. And again, the, the environment and the box people really drive the conversation. Yeah, that was incredible to be able to meet people in person, which I always love to be able to do. But then, you know, the box people were there. You could sit down, talk with them. And there was one time I actually hijacked the box. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but it was kind of fun. One time? Well, shh, quiet. Come on. Go ahead. Just, you know, give me up. Why don't you? There was the hijack in the box. Yeah, but I had to chase down a couple of stormtroopers. It was really fun. So, yeah, that, I, I really did enjoy the meat of the month. That was great. Yeah. Those stormtroopers were really interested in that box, too. They oh, couldn't boy, figure that thing out. Yeah, I think a lot of people were sort of pointing to it, and especially the, the Star Wars characters who couldn't speak were like, listen, we're dressed in, in trooper gear, but what are you doing? Who are you, and what are you doing with that computer? So, but yeah, and the meeting of the month was a lot of fun. I, I, and I enjoy those so much, and I've said this in the past, because it's, it's not about people coming to meet me. It's about me getting a chance to meet people who have emailed me or listen and you guys to all meet each other too. And yeah. I saw even the box people are like, Hey, you know, I know, you know, Scott Otis from, from when he was on the Paradiso show and I know, you know, this one and that one. So it, it was very much of an interactive kind of thing, not just between us who were there, but the people in the box as well. I well, totally what's really agree. Fun, what's really fun is that when you go to the meet of meet of the month that you actually get to meet people that are box people out of the box at the meet of the month. And then you also have the people in the box, which actually after a while, when we started walking around with that, it was like just another one of our friends as we're walking along, you're walking along with the box. I'd carry the box and we would talk to it, <laughs> vice versa, things like that. It was just a lot of fun. Yeah. It, and it was so much, I mean, this whole, and, and I'm sure I'll just repeat this odd noise. It was so much of a group effort for all of us. I mean, all of you guys helped out in so many different ways, whether it was making sure I stayed hydrated or talking to the people in the box. John Leuzzi is like a Sherpa on Mount Everest carrying the big <laughs> black heavy bag of gear. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I think Tony Caggiano just left it behind, and John... Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we started off with two 50-pound bags of gear, and when we're on the boat... Tony had to go through the security, didn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. Lou abandoned me to go through the security, first of all, but on the boat, he says... He goes, oh, give me the bag for a minute. He takes his bag and puts it in mine. So now I have a 100-pound bag. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, bud. I had, it was just heavy. I have shoulders of steel from carrying around a laptop for 24 hours straight. So, uh, listen, yeah. if you have any complaints, talk to Tim Foster because those magazines get heavy after a while. Because I, like you know, I like bringing stuff to the meat of the month. And, and it's my very small way of saying thank you to people that take time out of their vacation. So I'll give them magazines or CDs or whatever it is. And yeah, they get a little heavy. And you know, I had the box. I had to carry the box. So Kurt yeah, and, and some of the I, other guys, they weigh a lot. They're heavy. But when I went to the bag check, I opened my bag and the guy says, okay, you're good. I said, no, here's a bag. Another bag. He said, okay, you're good. I said, no, here's another bag. He said, okay, you're good. I said, no, here's another bag. <laughs> I, fortunately, I had five bags with me, including my own. Fortunately, I saw a friend who is a security guard and I dashed over to him because I didn't want people to be like, Hold on a second, son. What are you doing with the with the laptop and the card and all that kind of stuff? So, yeah, I did kind of uh, I, I snuck through ahead of you, but yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing too that's fun about Meet to the Month is it's not only my chance to give people some of the things I bring for them. In past live broadcasts, um, listeners have been kind enough to send me some very interesting food items along the way, and at the Meet of the Month, some people brought 
some of those interesting food items along the way. I drank a very warm, somewhat flat drink called a Moxie, which I think was supposed to be worse than it actually tasted. It just tasted kind of like warm, flat. It wasn't that bad. Root beer. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't all that bad. They were waiting for me to have some sort of a Beverly esque reaction to it, and I and I didn't. But uh, but I appreciate you know the people that uh, that brought some of the stuff like well, that. Yeah, I have to give kudos to the person who brought us the Jolt gum. Yes. Oh, that's I right. loved that stuff. And I, I went through most of it. I didn't have any. That. You know what? I didn't have any of it. I tried to I give you a couple of pieces a couple of times, and you kind of looked at me and went, not, not just yet. You know, yeah, you know why? <clears throat> lightweight. Becky mentioned lightweight. <laughs> no. Scott Otis, did we need, did we need the Jolt oh. gum or were we good? I'm just saying. Jonathan Art. Grant. There was no, there were no outside extraneous super jolty stimuli that were consumed during this entire 24 hours. Oh, Absolutely I'm not. Enough for that for me. So, um, I like the the jolt gum. Thank you to whoever brought that. Yes, really yes, thank you. It was it was very nice. So I almost forgot. I'm kind of I, you know I was looking back and trying to sort of write scribble down some quick notes, and I was to say, oh, we eventually moved on and took the boat over to the Swan. But let me rewind for a second. Um, um, yeah, um, let, yeah, let's rewind yes. for a second. Oh yeah, All we right? got to go back. Sit down for a minute here, <clears throat> because we. Um, <clears throat> A couple of months ago, and Val and Steve, you were there uh, with this for me. I, I did a video called The Quest for the Best Snack at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And the vote, that being my own, and a couple of people who were with me, Val and Steve, I chose the carrot cake cookie as the best snack in the studios. And I got many emails and posts saying, Yo, you're right, that's delicious. Or I never heard about it, I have to go and try it. Well, Becky Mankin. Uh, was insisting that we were wrong and that the Butterfinger Cupcake, as impressive as it looks over there at Starring Rolls Bakery, was the clear winner. So I said, okay, we're going to have a showdown, throwdown, best snack in the studios, carrot cake cookie versus Butterfinger Cupcake. And again, big thanks go out to a couple of you guys that went from the writer <laughs> stop and literally ran over to um, the uh, Starring Rolls and, and I think, Steve, tell us what happened when you guys went there, because you guys and, and some Disney cast members worked their magic. Well, we uh, arrived at Starry Rolls to find out it closed at 4 o'clock, and it was 5 after, 10 after 4, I believe. And uh, we had a hard time looking through the windows, trying to get through. And then we had to go next door. There was a bakery next door, which I don't know the name of. And... Uh, uh, Tony and I were looking for the co- the uh, cupcake in there, didn't find any. So Tony grabbed the manager there to see if he could help us out. And he told us of another manager that uh, worked at Rosie's that would know. So we had to walk down there and we found her. And uh, she said she'd try to help us out and she'd meet us at Star and Rolls. And uh, we stood there for about 10 minutes, and she popped out of nowhere with two cupcakes and uh, said they're on the house for you guys waiting so long. And then we hurried up and uh, met you over at the uh, writer's stop. Yeah, that's a little Disney cast member magic going on there. And, and I give you big credit because those cupcakes weigh as much as the backpack John Leuzzi <laughs> was carrying. So yeah, that's it's so true. Yeah, and when we're standing there waiting, uh, 
Steve's like a caged animal pacing in front of the glass at the uh, starring role saying, you think they'll give us one of those big sandwiches too? You think they'll give us one of those big Tony, you have to try it. It's chicken. It's turkey on focaccia. And he's like licking the glass, waiting for them to come out with the cupcakes. In yes. hindsight, you know, we wonder why we sent Tony and Steve to get the other food. Yeah. Sure, oh. yeah. A little foreshadowing maybe. Yeah, but Tony's a smooth talker. I think he can get those <laughs> cupcakes anywhere. Yeah, we had a late on pretty quick to get the cupcakes. There were four cupcakes to begin with. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, let's let's cut to the chase um, because we can make devote a whole segment to this throwdown, but almost unanimously. <laughs> no. Almost unanimously. <laughs> Other yeah. than Becky and like one guy that she gave a free cruise to. Wait, one wait, guy. wait, wait. Lou, you are so wrong. It was like here. thirteen to two votes. You were for costing the... poor individuals as they were walking the door. Wait going, a Come second. here. We Come had here. two random Taste guests. Wonderful cookie. I think either Scott or John Lee. One of you guys grabbed a couple of random guests <laughs> and asked them to participate. The two right. lovely exactly. young ladies both said, without any influence or gifts from me, oh. they both said. <laughs> The carrot cake cookie. Yeah. Okay, so there there are some people that are on this call who actually were coming over to me going, he's not even offering the Butterfinger <laughs> cupcake to him. He's just like force feeding him the, the carrot uh, cookie. So they're not even mentioning anything about the, the cupcake. So, Lou, I swear, we're going to have to have this again in a more fair and equitable. And then we need uh, to have it okay. in neutral turf because we, exactly. were, we were having that contest in the home turf of the carrot cake cookie. Yeah, exactly. Scott Otis, don't side with Becky because... Scott, no. Scott, which one do you like? Come on, Scott. Come on. Butter finger cupcake all the way. I love you, man. Yeah, but these are the two same people that are both on the droid phone. So come on now. Exactly. Exactly. That'll be the last time I take you to see Ashley Eckstein. We are going to be talking about the whole droid thing here in a little bit, too. So keep going. (laughs) Keep going down that path, why don't you? (laughs) We could talk about... Times that the Apple actually broke down during the during the live telecast. <clears throat> yeah. Well, one one more thing I'd like to add about the uh, cupcake versus the carrot cookie. To be fair to Becky and the Butterfinger cupcake, a cupcake isn't the same when you cut it up. A cookie, when you yeah. cut it, it's still a cookie. But when you deconstruct a cupcake, the the parts added up are better. Than now when you break it apart and take little bites. Yeah. That's true. A cupcake is meant to just hold your hand and take a big bite. Yeah. So this is coming from the man who eats ice cream with a shovel, but that's okay. <laughs> no. Thank you, Stephen. And Val, you know, you're sitting right next to me. It was, we were both trying to, to square out those little bites. It was really yeah. hard to get to get everything to on it. So, 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 Lou, how about we just leave it here? How about we just figure that we're going to have to do that again? Well, Becky, right. can I just let me just say one thing? Now, I'm a huge fan of the carrot cake cookie. I like it better than the cupcake. But in your defense, when Lou offered the both to the people, he would say to the girl, those two girls from New York, he said, "Here, would you like to try this? It's a butterfly cupcake. It's a cupcake." And then he'd say, "Okay, now try the carrot cake cookie. The sensual seasonings." And you know what I mean? I think I did have my hand on the Oh, or herbs and spices in the creamy cream cheese. I think I actually did embrace the one girl as I was. It was about the delivery as well, and who was holding the computer. So, anyway, let's move on from the from the brief visit to the cupcake. 
we eventually leave the studios because it's time to start making our way over to Epcot because we do have the Illuminations dessert party that night. So as we leave the studios and get ready to head over to Epcot, again, via the Friendship Boat, we were going to go over to the Swan and walk our way over to give people a little something extra to look at. Uh, Something else starts coming into play here because we're talking about broadcasting straight from 24 hours. Val, uh, you were very cognizant of one of the issues we started to run into because you can't always find what you're looking for on a boat in the middle of Crescent Lake. Correct. We were looking for outlets to plug the computer into. And uh, in the middle of Crescent Lake, we started having to, uh, that was one of the times I think we had to broadcast from phones. And so as soon as we got back to the dock, we had to find another place to plug the computer in. And we continually found new new plugs all through Walt Disney World. So if you need an outlet in Walt Disney World, any one of us can help you. <laughs> right. Not that I'm condoning taking power from Disney. However, um, fortunately, <laughs> it was there. But it does become an issue because 24 hours. Listen, I had a number of batteries or a number of devices, but certainly the, you know, the modem card and the video broadcast, it, it's a big battery drain. And when you're on those long treks in between destinations, the battery does drain fast and it does become an issue a couple of times uh, later on when panic begins to set in. But we went over, we had a very quick dinner um, at what for a little while was a, a favorite of mine. We went over to the refreshment port near the walkway to future world. Tony, you were with me on this. They used to have the, I've talked about the shrimp and they had the empanadas. The plantains are gone. And that's a whole show in and of itself right there. Yeah. They had a real nice menu and they, uh, I guess they went back towards the French fries. They gave up the plantains, which we were a little bummed out about. You and I had them a few months back and really liked them. But it was still good. Sweet, salty plant. Oh, boy. Good stuff. The following day, they found out they have nice frozen mojitos, just as a side note there. Yeah, but I was no way I was going to down a frozen mojito because my 24-hour show would have turned into a 19-hour show very quickly. That's true. That's why we're sleeping in the solarium. So... But we did get together. We did have the private party that night, again, hosted by Becky Mankin from MEI and, and Mouse Fan Travel. That was awesome. Which was awesome. We met over by World Showcase. Everybody got their wristbands. Um, there were, I think Lori had brought, brought glow sticks and buttons, and, and it really was a, a gr- really nice time because the night was beautiful. We had this private area over by the UK. Uh, there were drinks and desserts of which I partook of none because this is when I started to have battery issues. So while you were all down stuffing your faces, I was sweating on the top deck looking for power outlets. <laughs> <laughs> but of, of course, we did have a backup, Lou. Oh, here we go. Oh. <laughs> Don't go down this road. I'm down. Here we go. So, yeah. so, instead, of, so instead, of, instead of Becky saying, oh, Lou, you're having problems, you're having battery issues, why don't you use my droid and log in? Oh, well, why don't you just come to my broadcast? I'm Becky Mankin on the droid. <laughs> not yeah, right. what happened. That is it was, not what happened. It was kind of like the battery's going, ha ha, uh-huh. Becky pops in with the droid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can she literally had show. agents standing in front of all the receptacles in Epcot so I wouldn't find them. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we had we had a power plug waiting for you there at the at the um, at the dessert location. We did, and, and I was only down for a couple of minutes before we were able to get the broadcast up because we I had the phone, I had the laptop, we were back and forth, and and I think I was able to 
Kurt, I don't know if you were watching. I think like right as oh, elimination yeah. started, I was able to, to get it back up. It was up. right back up. But we had uh, the box people had two boxes going. We had one with the droid, and which we did complain about. And then one with you waiting to go, come on, Lou, you got to get us back up. Come on, <laughs> help us out here. That way, that way, Kurt. Be loyal, man. Wait, 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 wait. I'm Kurt? Gonna Kurt sir, I'm going to send you a T-shirt and a hat. So send me your address. <laughs> No, that was really cool. I actually had a lot of people who were who were watching both and saying that you know the droid at one point had uh, had the awesome audio and the other one had a better picture and then vice versa. And one went down, they could watch both, and it was actually really fun. I, I enjoyed it. And it poor John Luzzi and Jonathan Grant are still carrying around bags and bags of gear. It was neat to compare the picture quality of the two of them because the audio was better on the droid, but the picture was so much sharper and clearer with that iPhone. Yeah, it, it really was. Is it was actually. amazing. I'm I'm hugging my Steve Jobs plush as we speak. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever but, happened to that also, ankle that you had? I, I do want to say really quickly, you know, thanks to all of the people who attended because, of course, that was a a hard ticket event to come into, and um, it was it was great to see such a wonderful turnout. Yeah, yeah, there were a lot of people there. I was uh, I was surprised by the numbers. Yeah, I think we were we were probably around a hundred people or so, and they were all wonderful, and and I'm so happy that everybody had a good time and. And Disney was great because they let us sort of take some time even after Illuminations was over to, to stay and just chat for really as long as we needed before we made our way out. So what really, what's the best thing to do late at night? You're hot, you're tired, you've just engorged yourself on Illuminations <laughs> and crying and drinks and all the dessert you can eat. Well, of course, you walk over to Beaches and Cream because that's what makes the most logical sense. Um, we literally were almost running from from Epcot, from World Showcase, over to Beaches and Cream because they closed at 11. And when I got to the the Mater D stand at, uh, at Beaches and Cream, I think I told them we were 15 people. She thought I was joking and insane because I was also talking to a box. Uh, when the number ended up being, I think, 23, we finally got inside. And I think it was kind of just all us. We met up with Steve Barrett, who just happened to be going for a scoop of ice cream. Um, and we, we pretty much took over beaches and cream. By the time we, by the time we were done, we were the only ones in there. And again, kudos to the staff. The cast members were wonderful, uh, getting us seated and also the service. Yeah. And their patience and (laughs) infinite infinite patience. (laughs) But I got to tell you, this was one of those things. And this is why I don't schedule things and plan things a lot because this is one of the things that the environment created the content because we're sitting there and everybody's ordering, you know, little baby scoop of thing here. And Todd Palmer had his root beer float. And we start talking, obviously, about the kitchen sink. And uh, I think it was it was Caggiano was like, oh, Lou, you got to eat a kitchen sink without your you can't use your hands and just use your face. And it'll be oh, oh it'll be great for the show. Come on. <laughs> so Steve says, wait a minute. Kitchen sink. The cast member comes over and says, yeah, you know, if you eat a kitchen sink by yourself and just so you know, if for those of you who don't know what a kitchen sink is, it is literally a kitchen sink that's served at Beaches and Cream and help me out here, people, because I don't remember. It's like 106 scoops of ice cream. <laughs> what is it? It's eight, is it eight Scoop scoops, eight, of, eight scoops eight. of ice cream, a Snickers bar, a Butterfinger brownies, peanut butter, a whole can of whipped cream. The whole can. Thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. 112 maraschino cherries. (laughs) Right. (laughs) With with the stems in them. Yeah. 
so she says to Steve, yeah, if you it's really meant for like a party of nine. But if you eat it by yourself within an hour, you get it for free. And Steve, you had the line of the 24 hour show because she describes it and says, yeah, Steve, if you eat it in an hour, you can have it for free. How do you respond to the cast member? I just said, well, I'll take the free ice cream, please. (laughs) (laughs) His dignified arrogance was awesome because she's like, okay. So Tony Caggiano sitting right next to him, not to be outdone. How does it come to pass that you, too, decide to take up the gauntlet? Yeah, Steve, uh, you asked me if I wanted to split a uh, a No Way Jose. And I said, sure, you know. And then uh, no, Lou did. Yes. Lou asked me if I wanted to split a No Way Jose because we were both full. I said, sure. And then when the No Way Jose came out before Steve's kitchen sink, he looks at me and says, uh, there you go, girls. I hope you two sweethearts enjoy your ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe I yelled, it's on, old man. And I called the waitress over. And <laughs> against my better judgment, I knew where this was going. I ordered it and I leaned over to Steve and I said, he was laughing, and I just said, dude, I'm going to be so sick. I have no right order in this thing. <laughs> it just it just got worse. It got ugly fast. It was um, – I, I disagree. I, I, like Becky with her droid and that the butter. It wasn't – it didn't get ugly fast. It was a thing of beauty because <laughs> Steve and Drew, I've watched you eat, man. I, I've watched you down a steak. I've seen you inhale a burger. I have never seen – a display of human consumption like I saw at Beaches and Cream that you literally took a giant ladle and you were like a windmill with that thing, man, just just shoveling food in. Steve was a machine on that thing. He just kept going and going and going (laughs) and going. And the box people lost their, I mean, they were having so much, the people who were just about to go to sleep, it was like a train wreck. You couldn't turn it off. No, you had to watch because we thought Tony was going to go. We thought it was coming back out. We were waiting. <laughs> yeah, well, what happened was, you know, you guys uh, are all having Here comes the excuses. Time. Here they come. <laughs> Listen, you're all having a good time watching it. I'm looking at Steve across my own sloppy mess of a kitchen sink. And and it was his display. It was bo- it was it was grotesque and beautiful <laughs> like ballet. I didn't know what it was right in between. Who can who can really just put a finger on it? But, yeah, I. Uh, oh, I'm getting sick thinking about it. There was no emotion. He just kept going and going. And and smiling. And And smiling through it. He was smiling. And he'd look over at Tony, he'd smile, and he'd just keep going and going. Oh, he did more than smile. He'd look at me because he had this big, huge ladle, and I had a smaller serving spoon. He was like, that spoon's going to kill you. You can't win with that spoon. He just kept kept going at me. Well, the thing that was killing me was he was right on beat. I mean, he didn't like lose. Oh, he didn't God. lose a beat. He was just like scooping, shoveling, scooping, yep. shoveling. <laughs> the only thing Great. was the 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 cherry stems were like the biggest roadblock. From was like, oh God, I got to put down my spoon to take off the stupid cherry. There was stems. like a thousand cherries in that thing. <laughs> yeah, and then the and then we both hit the uh, the frozen. It's a frozen Snickers bar. We hit at the oh, same yeah. time, and he turns to me and goes, "Did you hit the Snickers bar?" <laughs> he goes, "It's like a roadblock." <laughs> <laughs> and he's now the man's talking to me with Snickers bar in his teeth, and then I hit like I hit like a three tablespoon scoop of peanut butter, and I just stopped. Like I could everything, everything time stopped. I was really getting sick, and he looks at me, and goes, "You got the peanut butter? Isn't that disgusting?" And that was really <laughs> well. I, I just I re- it, it was a blur because it happened so fast. So not only did Steve finish it in under an hour. He did it in 17 minutes, to which he was frustrated at. 
because he said they told him afterwards. They said, oh, wow, you know, the record was nine. He's like, dude, if you would have told me there was a record before I hit minute seven, I could have totally blown the nine minute record away. (laughs) He was angry about that. He was not happy. Always with a smile on his face, though. Always with a smile on his face. So then he leans over and he goes, "I'm gonna." I said, "I feel sick." He goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna be sick too." But that was fun. Like he's still smiling, telling me how he's gonna be sick. It was awful. It was a. Uh, it was a, a an interesting evening to watch. But from there, we finally had to let the cast members go because it was like twelve thirty, I think, at this point. And we spent really just a couple of hours sitting outside, um, on the board, on the um, on the deck, sort of out there overlooking Storm Along Bay. And it was funny because it's 12.30, 1 o'clock, 1.30. Some people start to leave. Some people are still coming. Mark Lorenzo, the Disney dad, came there. JL Knopp, the neurotic Disney mom. She comes over. Ashley and some of her. So it's so funny how no matter what time of day or night it was, there was still a dynamic flow of people coming and going. And it was great, I guess, for the people in the box to see some different faces and and, uh, conversations going in different directions. Justin Machoni was there. Um, Lizette came there with her mom, so there was a lot of it was a lot of fun, a lot of different things going on. Um, and then Phil Collins showed up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, Becky started getting loud, so we figured we better go inside before we woke, woke up some of the people. <laughs> really. <laughs> um, and the great thing about the beach club and Becky—that's why this was such a, a great location for us to choose from was we didn't have to go back to the room, number one, because there was too many people there, but two, it allowed people to come and go, and we able we were able to sit out in the solarium um, out by the, the little beach club marketplace there, uh, sort of right by the um, where the valet parking is outside. It's a big room. There's a TV, a lot of comfy chairs, which I made sure I did not sit in because that's the one <laughs> thing I did not want to do. Right. was get comfortable. And it's in the solarium where things started to get a little a little fuzzy. A little giddy because that's sort of the 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. time period. Uh, but it was a lot of fun because, again, too, because there were so many people there. So like Jeremy Mark had come by and other people, again, still coming in. We were able to talk to each other. We were doing a lot of Q&A talking about favorite resorts or what would you do if you could do this? What would you build? You know, what's the best? restaurant what's the best snack where's the best place to get ice cream (laughs) whatever it might be Um, so it was a lot of fun to be able to spend time and I was really surprised here this is where I thought the box people would drop off and there would be five ten fifteen maybe a couple people from overseas but overnight we never had less than a hundred people in the box and and I give you guys huge kudos because we're able to we're up and we're walking around and we're in Disney and we're having ice cream you guys are sitting like on your chair, on your couch, just watching, staring at your computer for 24 hours straight. It was an experience. Right after we had uh, gotten our beaches and cream, we actually broke out all the snacks, too. <laughs> exactly. Oh, right. A lot of um, hot, salty almond treats. Um, somebody had sent me a soda called Ski Soda. I had no idea what to expect, but all I know is that it had caffeine in it, which at that point was all I really cared about. Um, the conversation, let's just get this out of the way, okay? Let's get Olga <laughs> out of the way. Um, I had so alluded to on, on, I guess, other podcasts, the fact that um, that I had proposed to somebody in front of the castle cake and I blame the castle cake. So I think everybody giddy around four o'clock in the morning says, come on, Lou, we want to hear the Olga story. 
Um, and, and this poor girl's ears are still burning because I told the story of my, of my proposal that, you know, fortunately didn't work out and, and now I have a wonderful wife and kids, blah, 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 blah. But the Olga story was good for like two hours of content and two weeks of Facebook posts and tweets and emails <laughs> about this poor girl. At uh, least. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to all of you who have emailed me with pictures of Olga's that you have found on Facebook, none of those are her. Um, so. well, I, it's going to be a personal thing now. I'm going to find this woman and I am going to bring her to a live show somewhere. I See, swear. I, why do I have a feeling she's going to end up on the cruise on the dream in 2011? <laughs> Surprise, Surprise, Lou. It's not Mickey Mouse. You get, here's Olga. That's a podcast I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission. So, but yeah, and you know, and this too, everybody, John Lusey and Jonathan Grant and Scott Otis and Tony and Becky and, and Mark, you guys were up, I mean, the whole time, you know, going. And I give you guys a lot of credit for that because I'm insane. I know that. But um, even on the big comfy couches and chairs, you guys are still going. Jonathan Grant was getting a little loopy. Uh, oh, I think man. this is when he started to dance. I'll oh, tell it, you, was, it was rough. Jonathan, you look like you were hurting. I was. I, I, it felt like we spent 24 hours in the solarium. <laughs> <laughs> that was killing me. I was Tony doing and I were over in the corner. To stay there. Um, yeah, this, but you know, it was a lot of fun. And I, I was afraid that it would get completely just be dead silence from like 4 to 6 a.m. And it wasn't. And that's all thanks to you guys and the people in the box that, that drove the conversations. And we also did a very impromptu contest. We said, you know, we want to reward the people who are in the box, who are staying up and watching or waking up, the people who are overseas waking up to their morning coffee, to that, to watching us in the solarium. So we played a game. We played an impromptu game. Again, this game sponsored by Amelia and Mouse Fan Travel, um, where Becky had some prizes that she wanted to give away to the box people. So what we did was we picked a relevant um, word of the hour. So if you were listening from that hour, you had to listen for that word, that special word, after the six hours were over. Was it six, Becky? I think we had six words. We had seven. Seven words. Okay. We had seven words, yeah. So after those seven hours, you put all those words together in an email. You emailed them to Becky, and she would randomly draw a couple of winners. Yes, one of the words was Olga. Again, I apologize to her ears that are still burning with fire two weeks after. Uh, <laughs> Becky, maybe right now, do you, do you have the names of the people who won? You know, I am scrambling like mad right now as you're talking, knowing that that's <laughs> exactly I what you were going to you know, do to me here. I Yes, for it's interesting because a lot of people did only reply with either five or six words, but that's not what we did. We decided that had to be all seven. So what we did was we took the the people who had all seven and we did two drawings from that. And then we took all the other people who did enter, whether if they had the information correct or incorrect, and we drew from them as well. <clears throat> and the winner from uh, the first place winner that we sent one of the little, my little favorite, the little R2MK guy. I love that little guy. Oh, I and need to get one of those. I love that little guy. So we got one of those, uh, the, oh, the little, what are those things? Action figures. Thank you. Collectibles. The figures. They collectible. are collectible. Oh, sorry, figures. Hey, I'm trying to find names and talk at the same time. This is, you know, uh, disturbing. Um, the winner was Jennifer Oliphant. So she won one of those, uh, the collectibles, and then we gave her a $50 um, Disney gift card as well. And the second place who got uh, a pin and the collectibles was Nolan Woodall. And then the oh. third person that we sent a um, 
um, a thing to as well was Marie Glein. She was the one that was drawn from all of the entries. So it was really fun seeing um, all of the entries come in and everyone's guesses on the hours that they weren't awake watching. But it was cool. Yeah, and, it, and I know for a fact Nolan was there from like 9.30 a.m. I think he's actually still in the box. I don't think he's actually left the <laughs> box yet. 24 hours, absolutely. I he was there right. the whole time. And he no was not only was there. there the whole time. He was no, there and he was talking. He was talking the whole time, too. He wasn't sleeping. I mean, he was interacting the whole time. So kudos to Nolan. Uh, Chuck Leinberger, I know, was there overnight. Oh, yeah. Um, he did something, too, that I'll, that I'll talk about later that, that I really appreciated, that I wasn't even aware that was going on during the 24-hour show. And there was a lot. We found out there were probably, um, I don't know, Kurt, if you, I think there was maybe, somebody said like eight to ten people that were there the entire 24 hours in the box. That sounds about right. Yeah, we, had, we were holding side conversations the whole time. You guys would go off in your directions, and we'd go off in our direction, and I'd go, oh, wait, they're back. Come on, let's go back into the box. Which I think is awesome because there's there are friendships being created because of this kind of thing, although you guys have never met each other, um, you, because of the conversations that you hold in the box. Listen, you spent 24 hours chatting with somebody. You're friends. <laughs> like it or not, you guys oh, yeah. are you guys are friends. So uh, we did eventually. Oh, Becky, real quick. What were the seven words for those who are curious? The seven words. Here it yeah, comes. Going I, yep, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Number one was Olga. <laughs> Olga, I'm looking for you. We have a we have a cruise to put you on. Number two is favorite. Number three is attraction. Number four was boardwalk. Five was syrup. Six was Glenn. I, how did Glenn get in there? Because Glenn, <laughs> Glenn was in Singapore. In he kept calling <laughs> in. Right, right, right. And then number seven was Beverly. Who was not an ex-girlfriend of mine. It was the drink from... <laughs> yeah, that is kind of like... Uh, <laughs> you got bookends here between Olga and Beverly I, and Glenn's in there. Weird. Okay, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> if I get one more thing that's in Pirates of the Olga Bean, it's a small Olga after all. Yeah, you could tell everybody was getting a little loopy around <laughs> 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, one of my great. favorite parts of, of the day was when we decided to leave the solarium because we saw light outside. We said, oh my God, it's time to, to move a little bit. And we took such a nice leisurely walk on the boardwalk promenade just made the circle which was so nice and i got so many emails and posts from people who were like you know i woke up in the morning i turned on the thing and that's what i got to see and thank you for you know showing us that beautiful vista in the morning because it just I, I love crescent lake as the sun rises in the morning so um tiring as we as it was that was a lot of fun and and this is where we made almost a critical mistake we're, we're walking, we're, we're wandering the promenade, it was starting to get a little bit giddy. I think this is when Jonathan Grant, not Jonathan Liuzzi, who's still carrying like 16 pounds of, of baggage. Uh, I think you started singing at this point, Jonathan, as we start making started. our way back to the beach, beach club. Uh, I was I was singing in the solarium. I, I was doing whatever I could to stay awake there. That's true. Yeah, that was Jonathan, beautiful, bro. I, I'm, I'm sorry as we're walking. We're walking. We're talking. The, the box is in front. We're talking to the box. We're walking along. And all of a sudden, I look over, and there's Jonathan. He's about, I don't know, 50 yards away, up against the railing, looking at the water, and he just bursts out in song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a beautiful was- morning. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, See? exactly. Just like that. Yeah, except Becky, it sounded more like <laughs> Or maybe that was me. 
<laughs> oh, that's where we started losing it. Yeah, well, yeah. and this is where the critical mistake almost took place because we almost crashed and burned because we were, we had breakfast reservations. All we did, by the way, all we did was eat on this entire 24 hours. Shocker of shockers. Uh, <laughs> we had breakfast reservations at Cape May Cafe at like seven o'clock, whatever it was. And we made the mistake of sitting down and you saw like the energy level just completely drop. And I think I, you know, I think I just put the box down at one point and I started to close. Fortunately, we went inside. We, we had a, uh, a really fun breakfast and Goofy came by and the characters were there. Uh, but what, um, Jonathan, you, you took things to another level because in your little seat there, you start doing the Beyonce dance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember. I don't appreciate these alleged allegations. Time out. You, you, you the and the straw and the crayons. I, the I just know. I know that oh. Jonathan had a video camera and other people had had cameras. We'll have to see what the evidence shows. <laughs> but we are now down to the. I mean, the countdown has begun to the last couple of hours, and we decided that rather than just hang out at the beach club or, or you know watch John Leuzzi and Scott Otis go down the water slide at Stormalong Bay, we would make our way. We wanted to end up in, in the theme park, so we wanted to head on over to Epcot. Uh, we actually brought the box people, and this worked out better than I expected. We brought people on a couple of attractions. We went on Spaceship Earth, and we went on Journey into Imagination, right, box person? Uh, i got to be honest. At that point, I just missed that one. You were asleep. Oh. He, oh. 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 Somebody get Nolan on the – where's Nolan? Get Nolan on Get the Nolan. horn. <laughs> I was driving to Michigan at that point. Well, if memory serves, I think we, we took you guys on two attractions. We walked around a little bit. And um, somebody had the idea of, again, incorporating some sort of food item into the, uh, into the final few minutes. So we went over to Club Cool and thought that a uh, – what better to do than to toast Beverly, uh, the aperitif, for, uh, for the full 24 hours. And we actually did go – for about 24 hours and 10 minutes to make up the 10 minutes of lost battery time. So we actually did get a full 24 hours in there. Um, I, I don't even remember how many people were still in the box. I think, uh, I know a lot of people have asked me via email and they were, who were kind of in and out, you know, how many people did we have? And that, and it, it, it honestly doesn't matter to me. It was not about the number of people who watched, um, whether it was one person or 100 people, it was fun no matter what. Uh, I was surprised when I did see how many people showed up. I think at one point, the there was most... over 365 people were in there at one point. Yeah, the, 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 according to Ustream, the highest number of people we had at one time was just about 500. Uh, there was Ooh, close to 500 wow. in, in the morning. So okay. that was pretty... Uh, you were probably sleeping, Kurt. I, you... No, I was on the road. <laughs> I was driving. <laughs> I had to sleep. Sleep. Sleep is for I the week. I was sleeping. But um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I hated I think we all sort of hated it coming to a, a close because it was such a good time. And, and look, you know, we've been talking for a long time and we talked about a lot of things. There were so many other things that happened in there. We celebrated, you know, Lori's daughter's birthday and we, you know, had so many other people coming and going. Uh, it was hard to close the box after the 24 hours because I wanted to kind of keep talking. I wanted to keep it going. But and, and our adrenaline, I think, was still pumping. I mean, people. Some of you guys, Jonathan and, and John, you guys had to drive home. Jonathan Grant had to drive like two hours to his house. Um, did, did one of you guys go to a park? Did somebody go to a park right afterwards? Me. Yeah, Steve we, and I we had to go over to the Magic Kingdom. You we were there till after wishes. 
Yeah, even though you guys napped, that's still pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, some people were no impressive and napped. So, okay, now first of all, let me. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Tony Caggiano. First of all, yes. means here's wait my list minute, of excuses. <laughs> I got up at two o'clock in the morning to get my plane to get there for the ten o'clock start. So I at two o'clock you, in the morning. Let me tell you I hit you don't need to you don't need to explain i am only i am so no. only kidding to anybody listen Next i know I'm, see john luzzi is being really quiet because he was going into the bathroom and napping in the men's room every couple of hours so <laughs> yeah steve's all like i eat a lot of ice cream i need a nap i don't need to hear it <laughs> i was just supporting my wife that's all. yeah <laughs> It was kind of amazing at that end, right after the Beverly, where we kind of all looked at each other and had that incredible second wind for all of a couple of hours. And it, there was a point where if you would have looked at me and said, okay, we're going to do two more hours, I would have gone, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we had thought about it. We're like, oh, come on, let's just – and then we, you know, I think senses. common – yeah, yeah, senses and, and sensibilities Logic. came into play and said, all right, let's just go back because we are eventually going to uh, go into crash. But I, I want to ask you guys, and, and I'll go down the list individually again in no order because there may be things that we missed and i think the fun of this event and it was kind of an event it's different for everybody um what for you and i'll ask you scott otis what mr ashley Eckstein? what was the most fun or the most memorable or the most important whatever it was part of the 24 hours for you oh really it was i can't really pinpoint it down to one thing it was all absolutely a blast it, it flew by the so quick I, you know probably the most memorable was the was the kitchen sink showdown you know with Steve the machine with his angelic performance that was that was amazing but it really just the camaraderie everyone just doing this together you know talking to all the people in the box and, and all the people who showed up it, it really was wonderful Val and Steve what about for you guys well, first off, uh, the meeting of the months are always great. Uh, we both enjoy those a lot. And uh, after that, it would have to be watching Tony eat the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tony, for being there with me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me, fun. I think um, I love... Well, like he said, that you know, we love the the meets because we get to see pe- we get to see people that we've become friends with. So we get to see our old friends. We get to meet new friends. And this time, the meet was so big. We we really met a lot of new friends. Um, and then the celebration of the birthday was really great. And um, I really liked the cookie cupcake showdown. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, and I have to say that you know it inspires me to try to help to work with you Lou and do these kinds of things because of the box people I think the box people are amazing that they will sit and watch you do and talk and you know support you in all these fun things that we get to do when we're down there um, it's you know, it's just a wonderful thing and and I can't wait for the next one <laughs> uh, let's see how about uh, Jonathan Beyonce Grant <laughs> man my favorite time was out there walking around the boardwalk that morning um, it really was a beautiful morning and uh, you know I don't get to see Disney World um, you know that early in the morning that often so 
that was, you know, we saw the light. We said, we did it. We made it through the night and we were walking around and it was gorgeous. I loved it. It was like we had accomplished it and I knew we were going to make it to the end. And uh, that was my favorite. What about uh, you, John Catnapper Lucy? <laughs> I think for me, Lou, one of, one of the best memories for me was during the Illuminations dessert party. Uh, I was in the right place at the right time. I was standing next to Captain Mike Scabetta, who is a skipper for many of the Illuminations cruises. And uh, during the Illuminations showing, he actually gave me his interpretation and narration of the Illuminations story, and I thought that was very, very cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I've, I've been on uh, the boat with Mike before, and, and I should have him come on and talk about that one day, because I think so many people don't know the story, and he tells it so well, because he is the quintessential cast member that just loves this place and loves what he does. So, yeah, the, you were in the right place at the right time. Um, somebody who's not at the right place at the right time, Tony Caggiano. Um. I don't know. It seemed like from the day we spoke, I don't know when you mentioned this to me a few months ago on a phone call that you were planning this, um, the anticipation of it. And then, and then I think that the, uh, the few hours during the night where we were, uh, almost incoherent and it was just fun to, uh, spend time and get to know people and really got to know Becky, hung out with Becky a lot. And, yeah. Uh, just the whole thing. The nighttime was funny to me. I mean, I it's a blur, and I look forward to someday seeing the recordings or um, some kind of proof that we did it. But, uh, yeah, it was just the whole thing was a lot of fun. And making it to the end, it was just it, re- it was fun to accomplish something like that, I think. Becky, what about for you? And don't talk about it. Don't say Butterfinger. Just, just move past it. It's over. Well, besides the fact that I actually made it all 24 hours, even though you said I wouldn't, you so bet against me, and I love the fact that I actually did it. Well, and you then left then, for an hour and a half or so. You were gone for an hour and a half, so you you will be like like in baseball. You're going to have the asterisk next to your name forever because <laughs> you've got that missing hour and a half of time. Like a brown derby or something like that. Now that you brought that up, let's talk about the couple of things that I want to hear the thing that. Was, that was the most fun or most memorable for you? Well, between the, obviously, the Butterfinger Cupcake, the droid saving the day at the dessert party, that was pretty cool. But I did love the fact, the stupid human tricks. I mean, watching Jonathan and his straw, I mean, I'm still, like, speechless over that. The kitchen sink adventure, I mean, amazing to watch that from a distance, thankfully, because there was, like, you know, ice cream flying everywhere. But... Seeing everybody and just hanging and having that opportunity not just to say, hi, how are you? Got to run. It, we did have a lot of time to, to sit down and chat and get to know each other a little bit better. And um, and it did inspire me a little bit to come up with what we might do next time. Yeah. You guys keep talking yeah. about next time. Well, Kurt, do me a favor and save me, buddy. Well, Throughout the day, I mean, you started out walking through that gift shop, which I thought was cool because I really wanted to see what Star Wars gifts they're going to have this year. So that was really cool. And then you, it, 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 the whole day was a blur. But then you get to after you guys ate all that ice cream, Tony starts pulling out stuff. And he hears this T-shirts that he's photoshopped. And he auctioned, he to the first person they can guess right. Here's a Saturday Night Fever poster starring Lou Mangiello, and you're photoshopped in the John Travolta's head. That, that was, was just awesome. absolutely. I, I'm like, I can't go. I got to stay. What's going to go next? And then uh, 
my last vision of you right before I had to leave and, and drive to Michigan was of you guys walking in to your breakfast and saying, yes, we need coffee and, and more coffee <laughs> and, and an extra pot of coffee. And yeah, we did. I, uh, I didn't want to go. And we, my wife's like, we're going now. And, and that's the amazing thing about this is how many people feel compelled to watch these, you know, people who are were strangers who are now friends, you know, doing different things no matter where it is that we were, even if it was just watching us eat breakfast. It's it's very interesting, and and we'll talk about this on a separate show. Just the whole dynamic of, of what the live broadcasts bring, and that watching people eating breakfast or walking the boardwalk or just walking through the stores, how it's able to connect you to the, to the Disney experience, and that's really the whole goal of the whole thing. I will say that I did forget. That uh, that at one point at about three o'clock in the morning, somebody hands Lori hands me a wisp, which is a small sort of portable toothbrush that you you know because I use them sometimes in the park. <laughs> and so I take the little wisp out and I'm wisping my brushing my teeth on the camera. And Tony Caggiano takes out a shirt that has a picture of me with a wisp in my mouth, as if I thought it was planned, um, but it was hysterical. And uh, it was just one of those great. you know had to be there kind of moments one thing I, I i have to say and again the charitable aspect of this was taken out of the equation we didn't do any sort of live fundraising but there were two things that happened as a result of this um one we asked people when they were buying their illuminations dessert party tickets to make a small couple of dollar donation to the make a wish foundation as part of it um before any of this happened you know very early on um Becky sent me the information today. Um, Becky, why don't you just tell us how much ended up being raised just from the people that came to the Illuminations dessert party? Just from the people who came was $1,300 total. So, and, okay. and that's awesome. incredible. That's incredible. Now, I have to say that unbeknownst to me, because I was delirious and I was eating habanero barbecue almonds at four o'clock in the morning, um, I think this was led by Chuck Lionberger, who's a friend of the show. He's a friend of mine. He's been on the show so many times. He was encouraging people who were in the box to donate, who were just sitting there watching. And he was asking them, say, look, donate 24 bucks for 24 hours. Well, I don't know what you did, Chuck, and I don't know what you said. But I went into the Make a Wish page today. I added up the numbers, and you guys raised about seven hundred dollars in the middle of the night. Wow, that's wow! Two thousand dollars was raised for Make a Wish uh, for something that you know, just you guys. That was all you. You guys did that on your own. So um, I I am very much uh, appreciative of that. And and to answer my own question about what was most fun or most memorable for me. it was you guys. It was all of you. Uh, it wasn't where we were or what we were doing or the things that we saw, but the fact that you guys took time out of your day, out of your vacation, out of your life to come and join me in my insane crusade and adventure through 24 hours and all of you people in the box that took time out of your weekend and your family time or your work or whatever it is that you were doing to tune in. And sit there and stare at us eating or walking or talking or whatever it is that we were doing. Um, that makes this all so worthwhile for me. And I am so incredibly grateful for the friends that you all are to me. Whether I've met you, whether you were there, 
or whether they were in the box. So, so I am incredibly grateful. And to the to the to answer the question that people started asking at about hour three, and Val, you asked me like five minutes after we were over, like when any other people in the box were like, "Well, next time you do this." Um, <laughs> everybody's asking, you know, they didn't ask me to continue on past 24 hours. They said, when are you going to do this again? Um, I do have something in mind. Um, so definitely stay tuned. And would I do another 24 hour show? Absolutely. Um, I would not anytime soon. Let's be clear. Um, but I think it was so much fun. And I think, uh, you know, we started doing something that, you know, I, I don't know anybody's done before uh, as far as you know broadcasting 24 hour live from Disney and listen everybody at Disney was great the, the cast members and the leads and the guests who were so mindful of what we were doing were awesome so I, I'm very grateful to them as well but uh, yeah I would if you guys will watch um, and you guys will come and join me because I could not have done it without you I, I would definitely do this again Lou, we I will fly cross country once again to participate. <laughs> that was so much. Oh, fun. it's such a martyr thing for you. Know, I, oh, oh I have geez. To crash the fly to Disney <laughs> World again. Thing and turn it into that. Jeez. <laughs> oh, let, you know what we'll do? We'll have a twenty-four hour pity party for Becky because she has to go to Disney World again. Oh. <laughs> you are. I'm kidding. I kid you because I love so and because I listen. I you kid I'm, because you love. I know. because I am. I am grateful Butterf- for cupcake. for uh-huh. the fact that you did fly across country and you did get that room for us and you did set up the illuminations <laughs> as our party and you had your staff come out and help out so uh, it was a blast to say, her staff was wonderful yeah thank you becky oh thank you guys very much I, I absolutely loved participating and thank you for letting me be a part of it because it really was a blast i loved being with all of you well we will do this again we will do this again so uh <laughs> So much for the, so much for our, our very quick recap of uh, <laughs> of the twenty four hour show and for those of you that were there and were able to watch I hope this uh, brought back some memories if you missed it I, I did try and record most of it through UStream so I'll put a link in the show notes where you can go over to the WDW Radio channel on UStream and you can watch it's really like in four hour blocks I think of most of the twenty four hours of the show. So if you missed the Olga conversation, I know certainly we have the ice cream throwdown and probably the butterfinger throwdown as well. You could find those in there. And uh and certainly, you know, if we do this again, please come by and, and hopefully the show uh this recap show will want you to come by and check out a live broadcast if you haven't in the past. So Again, in no particular order other than my favorites, Scott Otis, Val and Steve, <laughs> Tony Caggiano, I'm Jonathan be Grant, Becky Mankin, John Liuzzi, Kurt <laughs> Nank, and all of the box people and the people who were in Walt Disney World. Thank you guys so, so very much. Thank you. It was a Thank pleasure. you. Pleasure. Thank you for Thanks having me. That was great. I'm getting the cal- I got the calendar out. What, what date are we going to do it again? Just Jonathan checking. Grant, take us out with a little Beyonce. Come on, a little, give me a little song and dance. <laughs> oh, the single ladies. Oh, the single
That's all the time we have for this week's show. Thanks again for tuning in this and every week. Thanks to everybody who came by the 24-hour show, who joined me on the roundtable and was in the box, in the parks, wherever you are. I really do appreciate it. Hope you had a good time. Definitely stay tuned for more live events over at www.radiolive.com. I know this week's show was a little bit different with just the one roundtable segment about the 24-hour show. Hope you enjoyed it. Just kind of ran longer than expected. Shocker of all shockers. But again, hope that you enjoyed either recapping the event with us or maybe thinking about coming to a live event in the future. Stay tuned. Got some great segments coming up in the next couple of weeks, including more from Jim Corcus, the Walt Disney World Wayback Machine, vacation planning, history trivia, some new contests, and lots, lots more. Definitely stay tuned. I still have more to come from Star Wars Weekends, including some more new videos. Yes, including one with Ashley Eckstein. Stay tuned to iTunes as well as Twitter and Facebook for when they're released. Again, also a great way to get updates on when the next live show will be as well. Speaking of videos, like I said, I do have other videos coming very soon. And if you get a chance, go back and check out some of my earlier videos by clicking the links on the top or the side of the page over at www.radio.com. While you're there, be sure you come by and comment on this week or any week's show notes, the new blog posts, which are posted pretty much daily, play our monthly caption contest, take our polls, which are posted a couple of times a week, and so much more. And you know I like the show and the site to be interactive, so come by, join the forums. You can start any discussions about anything you like there, or come join the page over at facebook.com slash Radio. I have reached my friend limit. So instead, come by, join the page. I'm going to post all my updates there as well. Speaking of interactive, don't forget that next week, Saturday, June 12th, is the next WDW Radio Meet of the Month in Walt Disney World. It's going to be Saturday at 11 a.m. over in the Magic Kingdom at the outdoor seating area of Pinocchio Village House. Come early, come late. We'll be there for a couple of hours. No need to let us know that you're coming, but if you want to, please come by RSVP on the Facebook event page or in the forums. Don't forget about other events coming up, including the Pacific Northwest Mouse Meet. That's August 14th in Linwood, Washington. Destination D, we are planning an event for Destination D out in Disneyland for the weekend of September 24th and 25th when D23 is going to be holding their Destination D event. Mark your calendars. Stay tuned for more information coming very, very soon. October, there's Congalouche, which is October 8th, through the 12th, a fun weekend with dinner on stage at the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular, a show from the Adventures Club cast member, tours by Jim Corcus. I'll be giving a couple of tours as well, a banquet, a show and sale, Q&A, lots, lots more. I'll put links to that and everything else in this week's show notes. You can also go over to meetofthemonth.com. Of course, don't forget the cruise on the all-new Disney Dream is going to be February 27th, 2011. All the inside cabins for the sailing, not just our group, have sold out. So if you're thinking about coming, now is the time to book. We are going to have some updated information about special things that we'll be doing on the cruise coming very, very soon. Don't forget, if you have a question you want answered on the show, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com. You can also call the voicemail anytime, toll free. 888-703-2171 with a question, a comment, or just saying hi from the parks. 
And if you want a chance to play Listener Factor Fiction, where I can call you with 10 true or false trivia questions about Walt Disney World for a chance to win some prizes, email me at lou at wdwradio.com. Put Factor Fiction in the subject line and also give me your phone number because I may call you at some time for a chance to play Factor Fiction. If you haven't signed up already, come by the site over at wdwradio.com. Sign up for our free email newsletter with articles, trivia, special discounts, and lots, lots more. Also, Celebrations Magazine, issue 11 should be arriving in your mailboxes if you are a subscriber. If not, come over to celebrationspress.com. You can subscribe, order back issues, or contribute your time and talents to the magazine if you want. Again, that's celebrationspress.com. Thanks, as always, to my partners and sponsors, including MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. They are my official and recommended travel provider for all your vacation planning needs. And All-Star Vacation Homes has more than 150 homes and condos within five miles of Walt Disney World. Great way to spend a vacation in Walt Disney World with your extended family. A couple of quick plugs. Don't forget, you can come by the site or iTunes and download the free WDW Radio iPhone or iPad iTouch application gives you easy instant access to information from the site including the blog, the podcast videos, the forums Twitter, Facebook and so so much more again it's free so you can't beat the price not only that you can also come by the site, order signed copies of my Walt Disney World trivia books and order the audio guides to Walt Disney World, Main Street Adventureland and Fantasyland are currently now available You can get those on CD or instantly downloadable files right from the WDW Radio Store. And if you buy the three-pack, of course, you save money there. As always, my friends, if you like the show, all I ask is that you please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening to the show. Post the link to the show on Facebook. Please come by. Review the show or the audio guide over in in iTunes. And most importantly... I want to thank you for taking the time and tuning in this and every week for coming by the 24-hour live show and for all the great emails and support that you guys have given me through the years. I really do appreciate it. Remember, always keep moving forward. Life is too short, so pursue your passion and follow your dreams. And I hope you have a great, great week, everybody. See ya. Hey, Lou, this is Rick Reed slash DJ Technoid. I just want to tell you how much I enjoyed the 24-hour show you did live in Disney World. Uh, It was fantastic. Kept me on the edge of my seat and my numb butt all night and morning. So I hope you've recovered nicely, and thanks for putting in the effort to do that. I think we all thoroughly enjoyed it, and you have a great Disney day. Bye-bye. Hey, Lou, it's Darlene from Buffalo, New York. Love the live show. Been on, off, and on, but I... um I'm having so much fun. Thanks for including us. You guys did great. And I hope you guys had a magical time and enjoyed it as much as we did. Thanks from all of us in the box. Okay. Have a great day, Lou. Bye. Less than a year to cruise. 278 and March 276. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Andre. Um, I just want to say kudos to you and the gang. You guys did it, the 24-hour show. It was it was hilarious, and it was awesome. I loved it, and I appreciate you doing that. And you guys made it. Opal would be so proud. I'm just kidding. Um, no, in all seriousness, great job. It turned out, it couldn't have turned out better. So uh, I'd like to congratulate you on that, and I hope to hear from you soon. All right, take care. Bye. 
Great show, Lou. Congratulations on 24 hours. Hi, Lou. It's Dave from the UK. Um, just a quick message to wish my family a really, really nice Disney World holiday. Um, we're, go- we're going together for the first time as a family um, on the 12th of June, and I really, really, really can't wait. We've all been to Disney World several times before, except for one of us, but it's the first time we're all going together, and I want to wish everybody a really, really wonderful holiday. Um, thanks, Lou. Big fan of the show. Bye. Hey, Lou. Great 24 hours. We love it. Just tell Becky not to be so harsh on All-Stars or uh, Pop Century. She made a few comments. Those are great hotels, Alex. Hey, Lou. It's uh, Keith Shetty from Long Island, New York, Disney Night 68. Uh, today is Tuesday, May 25th. Um, my wife and I are in the Animal Kingdom today. Just got off riding uh, Expedition Everest, Everest twice. My wife enough was nice enough to get me a couple of fast passes for it. She doesn't ride it. Just want to say that um, uh, the Wishes Dessert Party Saturday night was absolutely incredible. Um, I'm glad it raised a lot of money for the Dream Team, and uh, it was great seeing you. Uh, keep up the great work, and I can't wait to hear the shows when I get home. Thanks, Lou. Hey, Lou, this is Kyle. Um, I would, I'm just in the park, and I just got done watching the Main Street Electrical Parade and uh, Nighttime Spectacular. So I was just calling in to let you know how they were, and the fireworks show was like three times better than Wishes, so that's really good. Um, and the Main Street Electrical Parade was just amazing. It um, had lights that were even more advanced than Spectrum Magic, and it was just amazing, and the music was awesome, too. So um, I'll, I just wanted to let you know of that. Bye. Hey, Lou. This is Kevin from uh, Michigan. I'm here at uh, Disney World on Main Street. We just got done uh, watching Summer Night Tastics, and I got to tell you, it is absolutely amazing. Say hi, everybody. Hey, Hello. Oh, yeah. That show was, it, it was, it, it was indescribable. It was just absolutely amazing. Disney really does everything that they can to make uh, people's trips here truly magical. Uh, thanks anyways, Lou. I just wanted to tell you how amazing the show was. I'll see you later. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Mark Lorenzo, and I'm with a whole bunch of people here in Pennsylvania uh, meeting for uh, WDW Radio. So we're going to be on the cruise, and they all wanted to say hi. So they're going to pass the phone around and going to say their name and say hi. Hi, Lou. It's Stuart. Just want to say hello and see you on the cruise. Hi, Lou, it's Becky. Wish you were here. Hey, it's Lisa. We're in Pennsylvania. <laughs> hey, Lou, it's Colleen. Miss you here. Hey, we want the redhead. Hi, Lou. It's Cassidy. Hey, Lou, it's Lee. We miss you. Oh. Hey, Lou. You know what I say? Lou said, and we do it. Take care. So we're all having a great year. Wish you were here. And we can't wait till the cruise. And we'll see you next February. So love your show. See you later, Lou. Hey, Lou. It's Jeff. 